Hello and welcome to Soxology. It's opening day. Let's go. Today, my dad and I talk about the opening series against the Houston Astros and preview pitching matchups while also talking about the season outlook. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It is Wednesday, March 29th. And opening day is tomorrow. Welcome to the Soxology Podcast. This is Mike Hartung. And with me, as always, is my father, George. And uh, how excited are you? Because I am pumped up. Happy opening eve. Yes. One more sleep and then baseball, huh? I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. And the Chicago White Sox, all of our listeners know, are playing the Houston Astros tomorrow. And they are the ESPN game, so prime time to start the season, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're playing at 6 Central Time, so everybody take a look at that. And I was thinking we can jump into – we're just going to preview the series here. So we can jump into pitching probables for the series because the Sox are playing a four-game set Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm going to jump into the pitching probables for you. Okay. So tomorrow – Dylan Cease, our ace, is going to be facing Framber Valdez from the Astros. And then game number two, Lance Lynn is going to face off. The probable for Houston is Christian Javier. And then Lucas Giolito would be number three on the list here for the White Sox. Game number three. And Jose Urquidy will be... um, Pitching for the Astros in game three as well. And the probables for game four, Mike Clevenger for the White Sox and Luis Garcia for the Astros. It seems like there's pretty good pitching uh, lined up for this series. What do you think about the the probables? Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, Houston's just unbelievable. They lost the Cy Young Award winner and their their staff is just incredible. They, They are. I mean, I, I'm I'm really excited to see Lance Lynn versus Christian Javier. I think that's probably got I, I want to see how Lynn does against the Astros. You know how he has a history against the Astros of not but, pitching well. No, they hit him pretty good. I mean, he's 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 got an array of fastballs, but um um and they just seem to uh, hit him well. They 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 wait on it and they've had a lot of success against him. They have, and during spring training. Lance Lynn was throwing a curveball more and more a couple starts. So I'm wondering if he's going to factor in some off speed just to change hitters, you know, the, their, their perspective on, on what he does. Yeah, the, book anticipate on, something else. the book on him is, you know, 93% fastballs. So, right. Well, he be better try something different than the last few starts against them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But super excited for tomorrow. Six o'clock start. Dylan sees. Framber Valdez, two Cy Young candidate guys going at each other on prime time. It, the, the lineups really have a lot to uh, to think about with these two guys. Yeah, those are um, the, the, that's a great matchup, and we got our best guy out there. I think Dylan's going to do great, and I think the White Sox are going to win this game. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to win tomorrow. What makes you think that they're going to win tomorrow? Well, a lot of things. There's a lot of pregame stuff going on with the um, Astros from winning it last year. So there'll be distractions, I think, uh, the whole weekend will be, because every day they have something planned. But I think it's a great matchup, 
and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get going. Yeah, I am. I definitely am as well. Um, and then, you know, I, obviously it's the first series, so it's not super important, but it'd be awesome if the boys got out to a hot start. And I mean, what's its success to the series? Is it a, is it a split? Is it, you know, a split against the we're defending world champs at their place? I mean, what do you think? Oh, it's, it's, it's a tough order. I, like I said, I think uh, the distractions and everything will beat us in, in, with us in game one, but their pitching doesn't get any easier the rest of the way. Uh, either Valdez or Javier uh, can be uh, Cy Young candidates this year. And then after them, Yerkudi at 13 wins last year and Garcia at 15, it doesn't really get any easier. And um, and Hunter Brown is um, – uh, well, no, he's game five, so we don't have to worry about him this one. So, no, it's just going to be tough. I think the, the, the main thing for the White Sox are, are going to have to score some runs. Uh, at the top, Anderson and uh, Vaughn need to get in, get on base. Vaughn's going to bat second, I believe. And we got to, we got to, we got to get him in. Uh, we got to see, uh, we need Robert and uh, Jimenez and everybody to, to get him in. Um, it's going to be tough. Our biggest RBI producer is on the other side of the uh, diamond in this one. And uh, we had trouble scoring runs last year, but that's exactly what we need to do. We need to score some more runs. I think Dylan's going to have a good game and keep them, you know, two, three runs, hopefully less. So we, we need to uh, figure out a way against these Houston pitchers, which is pretty good. And they have the number one bullpen uh, preseason ranking as well. We've got to uh, got, got to figure out a way to get some runs in here. Yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the favorite, obviously, to win the American League this year. They're, they're a heavy favorite to win the World Series again. So it's uh, it's a daunting task. It's going to be, and you're starting out the year with all this optimism and all of these, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's still high expectations, but it's not as high as it was last year. But it's going to be exciting to have the guys in a hostile environment, a place that they normally don't play well in at all. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I'm excited for that. And the, this I know we talk about the Houston Astros pitching and their starting rotation and bullpen are both outstanding. That's why they're a good team. But this lineup is damn good, man. I mean, you look oh, at this, excellent. it's excellent. I mean, you look at this lineup at shortstop betting first projected Jeremy Pena. Then you got Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Jose Abreu, Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, uh, Mauricio Dubon will probably play second base for Altuve. And then Maldonado is the catcher. And we all know he's just there for defense. He can't really hit that well, but, um, I mean, man, this is a pretty good team. <laughs> I know there's some guys at the bottom of that lineup that don't scare you, but it, it, it's that that top of the lineup's heavy and they're really good. Yeah, they, they they've really got. I mean, you could argue Jordan Alvarez is the best hitter in baseball, and his exit velocity last year was right at the top. Um, he's uh, you know he's just an outstanding hitter. His, his, you know, the, as long as his knee and he holds up, because he's gonna have to play the field some. Um, they should be, you know, he, he's there. Tucker, I expect a year from Tucker. Uh, he, he's only 26. He's gotten better and better each year. I think a 30, 30 year with, you know, 300 and hundred, 110 RBIs in, in being in the MVP is going to, you know, not out of the question. And, uh, and then, you know, Bregman, 
And uh, they're big on Dubon, who is he was. They thought he was going to take center field away from McCormick this year, but with Altuve out, he's going to play second, um, which he's played before in the past too. With the Giants, uh, but this with the, the main thing with Altuve out, the Sox got to take advantage of that. He's their 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 uh, igniter on offense. He's their leader. He's just uh, he's he's a Hall of Fame player. And with him out, we've we've got to uh, you know do what we can to take advantage of that. I, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, the White Sox pitch it, recently, the last couple of years, they pitched Jordan Alvarez actually okay. He hasn't really killed them. So I, I'm excited to see that matchup this year to see where that lands. And we got to talk about Jose Abreu. I mean, the guy is a, as consistent as it gets. We have seen him play on the South side for nine years, and now it's sad to see him go to the Astros. But – I think, you know, so, some Sox fans agree that it was time for him to depart at, at the point where the team was at. And some Sox fans disagree. They think that having him back would have been the best decision. Either way, it's going to be see uh, it's going to be weird seeing him in that uniform. But this guy probably besides Jordan and maybe Kyle Tucker right now, I mean, this is another threat that you can't just overlook in this lineup. And I know the Sox won't because they know him, but it, oh, he, right. he might have a huge series against his former team, <laughs> which which I really, really wouldn't be surprised if that happened. No, not at all. I mean, he always seems to step up in those uh, games that have a little special extra, you know, uh, meaning he's worn out the Cubs whenever the Cubs-Sox series. And, uh, you know, sometimes when the Cubs and Sox haven't been too good, that's the biggest series of the year. Um, and uh, he always steps up in that. He, he's just a, he's a great consistent hitter in uh, I mean, he, he, again, I just said about Tucker, there's no reason why Abreu can't hit 300 and drive in a hundred run and be 25, 30 home runs again. And him, his name be right in the middle of the MVP mix. I mean, this team's got three MVP type candidates fourth if Altuve was there, but missing two months. I don't think he'll be in that discussion this year unless he just catches fire and they've already got two, um, Cy Young candidates. That's gonna. This, this is a really, really good team. But I think uh, the Sox can uh, take advantage of El Tuve not being there, and, and uh, Michael the Brantley. He's hurt. Yeah, Brantley's hurt. Um, and Abreu is just he he he's a beast, and it's gonna be sad for me to see him play in another team's uniform. I uh, I I saw Harold Baines get traded to Texas for Fletcher and. Sosa and I think Celazar or something like that. But and then, and then um I've seen Frank Thomas play in another and, and, and you guys have uh another uniform. Um you know, I mean Fisk came from Boston, but you know, he played more it ended up playing more of his career here than he goes in the Hall of Fame in a Boston uniform or hat. And just heck, I remember when they traded to, uh, Tommy John for the to the Dodgers. I was like a kid. I was crying, and uh, we got Dick Allen, who ended up being like, you know, amazing for a couple seasons, as good a player as we ever had. So no, I, and you know, and Robin Ventura walked away, and Jack McDowell. I mean, all these great players, we see them go away, um, and uh, it, it's rough. Um, I, I think uh, Houston, with giving him a three-year, sixty million dollar contract completely thinks he's still in his prime and can can do it. I mean, they don't do that if um if they think it's a year thing or something like no, that. No, he's 36 right? years old. So that's Yeah, even, so yeah. 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 
So I, I, he's going to be a big contributor to that team. And, um, um, you know, if they have success this year, I've been really down on the Astros because of everything that's happened with, uh, you know, the, the scandal the, and the scandals and all that. But if for him to, uh, if they go deep into the playoffs and win another World Series and if Bray was on the team, I'll, I'll be happy for him. You know, he, he so many guys leave this town in, in bitterness. I mean, like we said last time, Jordan, not at the all-star festivities. Uh, but again, Abreu, you know, he even said that, you know, we weren't a family and, and um, you know, he's happy to be in a better organization type. He said some bitter stuff at the, when he, at the conference, when he was introduced in Houston, but you know, some of that's on him. He was the leader. So if things weren't good in the locker room, that was on that, that that's on him. But his consistency year in and year out, when the Sox have had a good team around him, when they've had a horrible team around him, he's just been just a wonderful hitter and uh, uh, a joy to watch. And I'm just you know one of the best signings ever. His original contract was what six years, sixty eight million. Yes, I think yeah. So um, that's uh, a tremendous, tremendous signing, and uh, just you know tip. We'll just wish him well and and thank him for the time he was here. Yeah, I think Sox fans share that sentiment for sure. I, I know if I go to a game this year at home and the Astros are there, I'll be standing up and cheering for him. Hopefully quickly. What do you think is going to happen with the pitch clock? And like, you know, Miguel Cabrera is going to be on this farewell tour and, you know, Jose Abreu will be back on the south side. Do you think – umpires and we'll have like a mutual understanding and the catcher will, they'll all step out and give the guy a minute. Or do you think with the pitch clock, it's like F you man, get in the box right now. It's been F you man, get in the box. I've been hearing, uh, I kept looking at it from the pitcher point of view and I'm hearing the people that are having the more problem and trouble with it are the hitters. Uh, Dan B Swanson said he didn't, he's just said it today. He doesn't want, it's the same for everybody. So I, I don't want to complain is what he said, but they're not liking it. They're like, what if um, I get jammed and my hands are, are, are hurting? Do I get a few extra seconds? Is the, you know, is uh, courtesy is the umpire going to like, you know, dust off the plate and will they start the clock right away? If it's a cold game, same thing um, things, you know, and, and, and they're being told, no, get in the box. <laughs> so uh, they're going to have to be ready. And then the adjustment's going to be, uh, Tough. I mean, uh, baseball's uh, enjoying the, the the short games in the spring, and they want to carry it over to the regular season when they um, start getting hit with uh, you know twenty five thirty percent less concessions sold during these games. They might rethink that, but right now that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens when Miguel Cabrera is doing his farewell tour, or Jose Abreu comes back and. Everyone's trying to give him an ovation, but he doesn't have time to soak it in. He has to stare at the pitcher with the eight seconds left on the clock. I think that's going to be an interesting development that they're going to have to change or mess with in those instances. I would, I would assume they would. Yeah, they have to do that. Or um, in 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 sportsmanship, the the visiting team or the uh, the host team, the opposite teams have to maybe call timeout or something, you know, or have a catcher walk out there or something. Uh, it, but it should be the umpires letting them have their moment. I mean, that's um, you, you're there out there for the fans. If the fans want to give somebody uh, an appreciation and an ovation, 
you got to let that happen. They've got to figure out a way to not make that, you know, oh, hey, King, that was very nice. Strike one, get in the box. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I and I think I think that's why this opening day, I, I, I don't know. I'm always excited. And I know you share the same excitement with me when we're reaching opening day and we, you know, we go through the grueling aspect of spring training, I feel like. And then we're finally here every year. I feel that excitement. But this year is a little bit different for me. I think I'm excited to see how the new rules play in the regular season. Uh, I'm obviously new manager for the White Sox. They have some new faces, some rookies. Obviously, we'll talk about Oscar Colas. Um, the league just seems after the World Baseball Classic to get this like extra juice in it, which I think is amazing. So I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling a little bit different about this year. And I, I know I'm jumping around and we're talking about the Astros, but I just think that you know, Abreu's on a different team. The White Sox look different. World Baseball Classic was amazing. There's new rules. I mean, there's a lot of emotions swirling in the air. But what do you think? Oh, there's there's so much going on. And the World Baseball Classic is growing. And just um, everybody was watching the top players in the game playing at their best and playing hard. And it really was a great eye-opener uh, and, and just – it, it really sold the game well. And so everyone's everyone who loves baseball is usually excited anyways this time of year, but it's even more so. And uh, and then today, even more good feeling. We hear that Hendricks isn't going to go on the 60-day disabled list, which means regardless of his contribution baseball-wise, that he is doing well. So that's good. So there is. There's a whirlwind of stuff around this team with the change of um, manager and some coaches and um, – you know, an all-time player, all-time hitter leaving the team. And um, it's going to – and we got some guys. It's interesting. Last year, their contracts, like a Giolito and a Grandal and stuff like that, that usually prompts guys into um, good years. So hopefully that 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 happens. No, I, I agree. And I think before we jump into the White Sox, I, I know we talked briefly about, like, the probable starters and – and Dylan Cease and Valdez and all that type of stuff. But just to finish out on, on the, the Astros lineup, we talked to Abreu Alvarez is a great guy. I mean, one of the best hitters in the league, if not the best Kyle Tucker's great. Alex Bregman's their third baseman. He's outstanding. Jeremy Pena, their rookie shortstop last year when the, the world series MVP hit 22 home runs, 11 stolen bases last year. And, um, you know, I think there's he's 25 years old, and th- this is the guy that they let Carlos Correa go and walk, knowing that he was going to be the next guy guy. So he's going to be, you know, this series we're going to see a lot of him, a lot of Alvarez, Abreu, and Bregman, and Tucker. And then at the bottom of the lineup, when they're looking at it, Ch- Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, Dubon, and Maldonado. Myers, Dubon, and Maldonado are not good hitters. Uh, based on their reputation and their last mm-hmm. year's statistics. So seven, eight, nine's thin, but this team's just good. And the Astros are just a good organization. So um, I know it's just four games and can't really look too much into it, but I think that that's where, you know, I hope the Sox pictures don't take off seven, eight, nine hitters, because if they do, these guys will probably bite them. And then the top of the order will just feast off of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, the Astros' philosophy going in, especially in the playoffs, and, and has been we want a really good backstop. We want a good catcher who shuts down the other team's running game and handles our pitchers well. 
We don't even care what he gives us offensively. And now this year, uh, Castro retired. They still have Maldonado, who's still great behind the plate. But this year, they're bringing up Yanni or Diaz. Yeah, he won the backup catcher role. He's a rookie, but he's and he's going to play more than you think because he hit three twenty one and only struck out fourteen percent of the time in the minors. And uh, he's going to play some DH and he's going to play a little bit of outfield and he'll be the backup catcher. And depending on how well he can catch, because that being good behind the plate is um, you saw two years ago in the Sox, how we played behind the plate and how they played behind the plate. and What a difference that was in that series. Mm -hmm. Um, If this kid can hold his own back there, uh, you're going to see him more and more. And it's just sick. You just mentioned Pena. They let Korea go, Korea go and they, the opinion behind them. They let Verlander go, and they got these guys behind them. They got Hunter Brown we haven't hardly talked about yet coming. Um, it's just sick. And, and, you know, and then Mark Appellin, we haven't even talked about the really, really high draft picks of theirs that didn't make it through the system. And they just keep producing these guys. It's unbelievable. It it, it really is. And, you know, I'm happy you brought up Yair Diaz because that he's a catching prospect, like you said, and he he is a uh, he's ranked 79th prospect in baseball in their top 100, and um, so he's a he's a top guy. Like you said, Hunter Brown, he's supposed to be their fifth starter right now because Lance McCullers is out, and he's the 34th ranked prospect in all of baseball. And people are saying that he's like Mini Verlander. So yeah. they keep on churning the, these guys out. They're just a good organization like the Dodgers and, and uh, you know, they'd know how to develop yeah. pitching too, like the Indian, like the guardians and the, and the rays. Yeah. So and, and Hunter Brown, when he came up in September last year, didn't come up to pitch against the other team's triple A guys that were also up. The, the, these were meaningful games. They were. He went two and oh and struck out 22 and in 20 innings. And then he pitched in three pro season games in Seattle and the Yankees without giving up a run, you know, and, and he was nine and four last year in the minors striking out well over an, a guy in inning. Yeah. And, he, and he's, and he's coming. It's just like, it's yeah, he was 20, sick. 20 and a third innings last year, ERA of 0.89 and then 22 yeah. strikeouts. I mean, yeah. it's a, he's a sick puppy for sure. No, <laughs> we hear about a lot of our guys coming from the low minor leagues to the international signings and some of them make it, some of them aren't as good as we thought. Some of them are, are pretty good, but Astros just seem to be, you know, it's like orcs and the, like they grow them in the ground or something. It's the unbelievable. Yeah. yeah and, and, but, you, you know, know, and, uh, you know, we haven't even another young pitcher is uh, Brian Abreu, another Abreu on Houston. He's probably, their best reliever, right? Presley, Presley's going to be the closer and get get, but Abreu is probably the best arm they have out there. I mean, you can argue all of their back end guys. Uh, Rafael Montero is great. M- Montero has nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. I mean, last year he had a two three seven ERA. He had fourteen saves, sixty eight innings pitched, seventy three Ks, uh, and that's Rafael Montero. So that he he was he was sick. Brian Abreu was sick. He had a one nine four ERA in sixty innings. Um, Hector Neris. He yeah, we have to say we haven't even said Neris yet. And we've he wasn't even. Like yeah, pitches. he wasn't that great in Philly. Remember, he was getting booed out of the stadium, and then now he goes to Houston, and he was a he was a good option for them. Yeah, Ryan brilliant. Stanek, uh, the flow, looking like a Greek god guy. He was amazing last year. Fifty four innings, right. uh, one 
a one one five ERA in the bullpen. Um, uh, and I don't know about that, but whatever you're into, but he pitched well. <laughs> and uh, Phil Maton, they got him in the Cleveland trade, <laughs> yes. and, and he's great. And then I'm sure I don't even know the Seth Martinez or Ronald Blanco, but I'm sure they're good. So, yeah. so I um, that's where the Sox are going to have a tough, tough time. The starting pitching and this bullpen are great. And that's why this team's going to win. You know, that's why they're over under set like at like 95 or 96 because they're, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> so. the, the, the people that they've let go, Guriel was a really good first baseman. His hitting trailed off a couple of years. He still has been an all-star. Um, Verlander, of course, we've, we've said that. And uh, two years ago, they let Correa go. And um, this team might be better right now than it was two years ago. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, Pretty bad. Pretty sick. It but, is. Um, I think. Let's go to our guys. This is a White Sox podcast. Enough of these cheating Astros, okay? Yeah, we're done with them. Done with the Astros. We'll go to our boys, the Chicago White Sox. Like I said, the probable is Dylan Cease, game one. Game two, Lance Lynn. Game three, Giolito. And game four, Mike Clevenger. Michael Kopech will start the home opener against the San Francisco Giants on Monday. The White Sox were not going to allow Mike Clevenger to start that game. So Kopech is officially the number five guy in the rotation. Um, I like the rotation, but I want to jump into the lineup here because this is this is going to make or break the White Sox season as are these position players, just like it did last year. And starting, we can just go around the diamond here and talk about it, but starting at first base, it'll be Andrew Vaughn. Second base, Elvis Andrus. Shortstop, Tim Anderson. Yuan Moncada, third base. Catcher, Yasmani Grandal. Left field, Andrew Benintendi, the new guy. Luis Robert in center field. Oscar Colas officially is going to be on the team. I don't know if he's going to start tomorrow in right field or not. And we can talk about that in a second. And uh, DH would be Aloy Jimenez. Now, the bench, everybody was really uh, curious about what was going to happen with the bench. Sebi Savala, we all knew, was going to get that backup catcher role. Uh, but the two, Gavin Sheets, you were completely on that. I was kind of off base thinking that he maybe, I just wanted Jake Berger on the team. But mm-hmm. Gavin, Gavin Sheets made the team, obviously. Then the two wild cards here were Hanser Alberto and Romy Gonzalez made the team. And I know you and I did a podcast about a couple weeks ago, kind of trying to guess at what what the bench would look like. But that's the the total overlook of our of our roster, uh, at least the position players. And we can get to the bullpen in a second. But I wanted your take. Framber Valdez is starting game one tomorrow. Do you throw the rookie kid in there and say, hey, man, you're facing one of the best lefties in the league? Or do you have Aloy play right field and then you get somebody else in the DH? What do you think? I throw him out there. I'm, 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 he won the right field job. You, you put him in spring training and said, you know, you're either probably going to go to the minors or be, be our starting right fielder because we're not going to carry you for a, a part-time role. So um, it's, you know, it's not going to get easier for the kid. I know it's a tough lefty. I, I start him. I put him out there. I wouldn't mind it at all. The lineup that they think that they're going to put out there. Uh, actually, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just guessing here, but Tim Anderson would be leading off, leading off 
Then Vaughn second. Well, betting second, they're thinking Robert Jr. Okay. Betting third, Andrew Benintendi, because he betted third all all spring. Uh, I, I That would be a stretch. Loy Jimenez betting four. Yohan Moncada, five. Andrew Vaughn, six. Grandal, seven. Colas, eight. And Elvis Andrus, nine. Um, again, this is just a potential lineup. Uh, the coach, Grafal, will bring out the lineup tomorrow. We'll, we'll probably post it on our Twitter account. But um, Was it announced today that Mankata's playing? Because I heard that it was less than 50-50 right now for the opener. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, I was reading, it looks like he might play. Again, it, it, I'm just I, if he doesn't, it's going to be probably – what, what Alberto maybe gets I'm, the start? Well, Alberto hit got hit in the hand, although they say he's okay. Maybe Romy. Romy might start. Yeah, I was I was thinking Romy Gonzalez, but I think Rafal's first choice will be uh, Alberto. But uh, you know, he did, did just get hit in the hand, but they say he's okay. But you yeah. know, and then you know, it's just God. Are, are you just tired of talking about injuries with this team? I it's am. Just, it's I'm I'm just looking at the list. It's literally even Colson Montgomery pulled an oblique down in the minors. I'm literally looking at Mankata, Jimenez, Grandal, Kopech, Lynn, Anderson, Robert, Bumper, Kelly, Crochet, and Hendricks. Well, poor Hendricks, you know, yeah, nothing there. But I mean, the ten guys, ten guys that were, you know, out. And I still haven't understood why Lance Lynn couldn't finish 21 because of a bad knee, and they waited to the spring for surgery from the missed third of a year last year. It made, I, I just, it made no sense. Is it, is it, what is he, you know, is there going to be a last dance of the White Sox about Scottie Pippen and you know, <laughs> having sur- waiting to have surgery so he doesn't have to play? But uh, so and that, not, not that Lance is like that. I just don't understand as an organization when that happened. But, okay, we're talking about this game. Um, or the series, but yeah. The series. I mean, yeah, yeah, the series. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just – if you take the kid out, do you do you try to get more right hand and put Jimenez in right? Which I do not want to watch Jimenez play right field this year. I don't I, think I anybody think what, is for sure. To me, I'm uh, I'm Harold Bride, who was the crow nest guy at the tape, watching the iceberg come closer and getting larger when I watch <laughs> Jimenez in the outfield. I just don't. I don't want to watch that again. No, I um, nobody does. Uh, that's why everybody's been. Really nervous about Grafal's comments of letting and letting them. Grafal's yeah. just letting them play out there during spring training, and so and the other option would be staying lefty. But what does that do for the kid if you play Sheets because he's more experienced? I mean, to me, Sheets and Vaughn have to replace Abreu's numbers. Abreu's numbers were down a little bit last year, but you know his RBIs were down because Anderson and a lot of other guys were out too. Um, you know, Sheets hit 14 homers and like 43 RBIs and like 288 bats or something, 250 bats. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had, uh, wait, he, Gavin Sheets? Yeah. If you, if you, you know, extrapolate that over a full season, that's a pretty good year for a young kid. And, um, but they did, you know, he did mostly face righties and he also did, um, but he pinch hit a lot. And he, he, he was in tough, high leverage situations and, and he came through a lot. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Vaughn again missing some time in the spring with the back. He's got to be healthy, and he's just got to be a line drive machine. He's got to hit twenty plus homers, two eighty to three hundred, and drive in a hundred this year. Well, we and we I just think, have to have. I it. think he will. He I think he can. I think he hit he hit seventeen home runs last year. Um, 
batted 271, 321 on base, 429 slugging. So, and his numbers really dropped in September. I mean, he was batting like 311. I, I, I think since he's a first baseman now that we're going to see a lot of good things from him. We haven't really talked a lot about Andrew Benatendi on this show, but I, mm. I don't know. He's just going to be a good piece. And I guess we'll be able to evaluate him more once the season starts. But yeah, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what to expect out of him. I think I just want him. Uh, you know, fifteen million a year is now an average player salary in this in this crazy league. And if he has, uh, I don't know, ten to fifteen homers, seventy RBIs, and scores seventy five runs, and plays and is there every day and plays good left field, I'm happy. I, I don't want him. I don't. I'd love for him to like wow me, but. If he's steady, I'm happy with that. He can be, uh, you know, Roy White played 15 years like that for the Yankees out in left field from the 60s and 70s or a Steve Kemp or something like that. So um, he um, – I just want him to be solid and consistent. I, I, I don't expect him to wow me, and I just, you know, don't want him to uh, be hurt like everyone else was or, or, or stink. Yeah, and – yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's going to be really interesting to see what this lineup does. And I, I guess it's going to be interesting. We, we talked about the rotation and the four guys starting. It's going to be a good matchup against Houston. And we talked about Houston's bullpen and we raved about it. The White Sox were one of those bullpens starting last year where everybody looked at it and they were like, wow, this is probably going to be one of the best bullpens in the league. And mm-hmm. it didn't turn out to be that way. And when you look at the bullpen right now, we have obviously Liam's out, but he's pushing so hard to come back right now soon. So that'll be um, really cool to see him come back. But we, of course, we want him healthy more than anything. Um, Kendall Graveman, Aaron Bumber, Aaron Bummer, Joe Kelly, Ronaldo Lopez, Jake Diekman, uh, Jose Ruiz, uh, Gregory Santos made the team. He's that guy that they got in a trade from the Giants. He looked great in the spring. And then Jimmy Lambert, I, I have here as well. So a um, lot of lot of guys with big arms and a lot of potential, a lot of guys who's proven it before, but last year didn't really have a good year. What's your take? I know we kind of went through the bullpen a little bit in our first episode, but I mean, what's it going to take for this team to do well against the Astros or th- this bullpen? Right. Well, I think, you know, last year Hendricks did a great job of closing it out and we just seemed, and Graveman was pretty consistent too. We just had problems uh, getting, getting to those guys sometimes, Uh, you know, Kelly was up and down and his velocity was wonderful and he would either couldn't find the strike zone or he was getting hit. Um, Those are some really good arms. I like Santos. I, I like, I like the other guy look good in the WBC. I think we have a chance to be a very good bullpen. I mean, right now we were just comparing them to the Astros, but you know, sure. Astros <laughs> are not in our division. And um, we, the Sox bullpen has a chance to be a, a pretty darn good one. Um, Bummer is another one of those guys that we signed when he was young to a long-term contract. And I was like, wow, this guy could be a closer. He's got deception and he's been hurt a lot. And when he's gotten in there, he hasn't had command and, and finding the strike zone, he's, you know, I'm, you know, I, if he can come through and, and be the pitcher we thought he was going to turn into, and he can do that now, th- th- they could have a really good bullpen. I'm not, I'm not even worried with Hendricks out. I'm just happy he's okay. Yeah. And no, I, I, I agree with that. And remember crochet and Hendricks might come back during the, the regular season. Yeah. 
So they'll get they'll get two power uh, powerhouse arms, mm-hmm. and obviously, who knows what's going to happen during the year. But th- that's why I think that this first preview of a series, we're just talking yeah. about these teams on paper. Like we we haven't really seen them. Obviously, we haven't seen them play meaningful games, really, except the WBC guys. So it's all speculation. It's all guessing work. I think as we move on through the season, we're going to be able to dive more into numbers. And, you know, I guess we're not huge analytic guys, but um, it's just cool to go over the teams and see how they match up. And I think the next segment I want to do is our picks to click for this series. Picks to click. Let's uh, let's do that. Really quick. Yoan Moncada officially good to go for opening day. I am on uh, NBCSportsChicago.com. But I think my pick to click this series for the Chicago White Sox, I think that Andrew Benintendi is going to have a good series against a good team. And I think it'll be refreshing to see how he does. And as a White Sox fan, it'll be refreshing to see somebody who can actually play left field. Who knows? The Crawford boxes are a little bit different over there, so maybe he doesn't look too comfortable out there. I don't know, but I I, I, uh, I hope that he has a good series. It'd be awesome to see the new guy who we just gave a lot of money, who the Sox just gave a lot of money to, to play well. So I will go with Mr. Andrew Benintendi to, uh, to have a good series. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Um... Tim Anderson, I that's, think he's going to lead that's, off. Yep, that's a, that, that was going to be my pick too. But I'm like, you know yeah. what? I, I think uh, I wanted to go a different direction. That's a great pick. Yeah, I just, I just think he's he's got you know he's has got his inside outside inside out swing. Uh, look great in the WBC against good pitching. He's going to see good pitching here. Um, he some he steps up to that type of moment. There's going to be a lot of pomp and pageantry with the with the uh, with it being opening day. Playing against the champs um, all weekend long, he eats up that environment. I think he's in the right place at the right time, and he's just going to have a hell of a series. Uh, and I know, I mean, you know, you like to try to pick a, a longer shot, but um, I, I just think he's going to have a really, really good series. That, and I'd love to see Grandal do something, you know, but um, be great. Yeah, that that no, that 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 would be great if if Yasmani. Um, maybe took one out this series, right? That'd be yeah, awesome. Cause he, he, he's, he, I don't know. His knee was bad last year, but he's not younger. So I don't know what to expect this year, but he, he was, he gave you nothing behind the plate. He hurt us behind the plate. He needs to, um, he needs to get on base a lot, get, get those back up and he needs to get back to being a 20 home run guy and uh, driving some runs. I like that. Who's going to make a gold glove play this series? This series, I think, well, when I'm watching the WBC, um, he the only thing he doesn't have is a really good arm. Robert just glides in the outfield. He just ran down balls. He like made an absolutely like, wonderful diving catch in that. In that yeah, in he that was, my, my, my pick would be that Robert's going to do something spectacular in, in, in the uh, – in the series, uh, he's going to make a, a play that's just going to be crazy. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Elvis Andrus makes a crazy play. That was that. That's funny. Uh, you said that was going to be my original pick, and then I was looking at the list, and I'm like, I got to go, Robert. I think so yeah, great. I'd love to see that. 
He seems yeah. very comfortable over it. it's it's second from what I saw in the pre in the spring training. Um, I just think he's a great fielder. He's always always has been, especially at shortstop. And now he's going to be a second baseman. Everybody has questions about how he'll play over there. And I think I think the ball finds you in situations like that. I've, we've played the game for years, so I, I think you're going to see him make some good plays. And I hope he makes an outstanding play because I'm I'm voting for him to make a Gold Glove type play. Um, yeah, it'll be really cool to see uh, those guys. R- Robert, oh man, he does glide, man. He's so he's so he good. Just, That's why he, he won like the gold glove. Didn't he? Didn't he win the gold glove in like twenty twenty? Yeah, he wanted his rookie year, his first full year. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I just and then let's just hope that Mencada um, and Jimenez don't run into anybody or yeah, each other. Exactly. Like, it's unlikely they'll be each other because they're on the other side of the. Well, let's hope. But, um, and again, I I don't I don't want to see Jimenez play the field very much. Not that he hasn't shown he can get hurt running just as well, but um, my series. No, I I agree. Now I want to get into series predictions to end this podcast. So we'll do this segment series prediction. I'm thinking the Sox win game one. I think they lose game two. I think they lose game three and lose game four. I'm going to be pessimistic. And I have this team winning the, <laughs> winning, you know, the central, I think they're going to go one and three to start the year in Houston. Maybe that's too pessimistic. I just think well, Houston's uh, ro- uh, rotation bullpen is really going to hurt this, this lineup. And, um, you know, I mean, Hey, it, it's not spring training anymore. So you're not facing these minor league pitchers. You're facing studs. So I, I, I don't know. I think they're going to go one and three to start the year. Well, hope springs eternal. <laughs> and as Chauncey Gardner said in the spring, there will be growth. Um, that's a movie reference from being there that old yeah. people will know. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than you. If I, if I'm cutting these things down in, with a cookie cutter, I would think exactly what you thought. I I have them winning game one, but here's what I'm going to say. The Cease and the Sox are going to win game one. Uh, there's going to be a little World Series hangover and everything going on. The Astros will be a little um, distracted, and their leader, Altuve's there, and they're a little bit nervous about that. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll nail down game one somehow. Game two, I'd God, I just see the Astros. They've just beaten Lynn so often. I'm going to say that Lucas comes out. You know, he loses weight, gains weight, loses weight. I think he's lost weight again this year. Um, I think he comes out and uh, throws a decent game because, as we both said, going over the team, you do not want to get into a bullpen game or go into the seventh inning behind because that's pretty much all she wrote. Uh, I think we're going to sneak a second game out, and I think, Clevenger will get killed. So I think game three was the game that I was tossing and turning on. (laughs) Yeah. Giolito's going to have a great change that day. His pitch is going to find its way over the plate to keep him a little bit honest. And um, they'll, um, they'll figure out something. And I think at the end of a game, Sheets is going to have a pinch hit. Okay. All right. I think Romy Gonzalez gets a big moment. Yeah. And um, this whole year, uh, I want 
Grafal to have total dictatorship power. If um, if if Mankata's in a funk again and Romy or somebody can play better there by Memorial Day, I want that done. Yeah. I, I want I want them I want them to have full autonomy to do all stuff like that. Um, or call Burger up, whatever. But we got to be careful next time we call Burger up out of options. So if uh, the roster looks like he's uh, needs to go somewhere, the only thing would be he'd have to clear waivers to go back down. And he's Jake's not with that power. He's not going to clear waivers. So um, no. that that's what my hope. I think it's uh, you know let's enjoy it. Let's hope they win four. You never know. No, you never know. You never know at all. And let's enjoy it. You said it best. I, I think it's it's opening series, opening day tomorrow, and baseball is hot in the streets, and we're excited. Well, that'll uh, wrap up our episode for the preview, and uh, you're right. Let's remain positive and optimistic rather than trying to dive back into our sorrows of Sox fandom. <laughs> yes. In, in the spring, there will be growth. You guys can look up the quote, being there. <laughs> Well, awesome. You have a wonderful night. I will talk yep. to you for sure tomorrow. And uh, 6 p.m. start ESPN, not NBC, uh, not NBC Chicago. It is, will be on ESPN for all you listeners out there. Watch the game. I will be at a dinner conference, but I'll probably watch the Oh, God. I got, I got something around night, too. Have a great night, and we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Sox. Yes, sir. Go Sox. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And Game 1 is tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. Check out my hype video on Twitter, at Soxology2023. And enjoy your opening day. We will talk to you guys on Sunday.